Welcome to Professional Preheat, where we embrace the power of learning from others and that business success doesn't happen overnight. It takes a while to get up to the right temp. I'm Natalie, and in this episode, I chat with Mariah from Loft Art Photography. Mariah reminds us that as much as some of us would like to, we can't run from the camera if we want to properly propel our business forward. Don't worry, she has assured us that she's here to help. Thank you again for doing this. I'm super excited to chat with you because I've been following you for a long time. It's cool to be able to actually have a real conversation and connect. We've been following each other on Instagram for years, I feel like, and I don't think we've ever met or chatted before. No, no, we haven't. (laughs) Um, The amazing world of social media. I know. I, I think about that often, how... There is so much data that talks about how social media is really bad for our mental health. Um, but at the same time, like there's some great things that come of it. So talk to me about your business. Is this your first business? Um, if it isn't, what was your first business? Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is my first business. Um, Lost Art Photography is my first business. I started this business about four years ago. This is my fourth year in business. I'm a brand photographer. So I help business owners confidently show up for their business online by providing them on brand images to grow their business and set themselves apart from the competition. So, well, first of all, I, I do want to just bring it back that when I originally started following you, you were not a brand photographer. No. So, <laughs> so um, we will chat about that a little bit more in a little bit. Tell us why you started your business and why you chose your business name. Um, maybe a little mini history of your business. Yeah. When I started my photography journey, it wasn't really with the intention to create a business out of it. So I started my love for photography just, you know, with my cell phone, taking pictures as a hobby. And then I bought a camera and it slowly kind of transitioned into this business while I was in college. And I bought my first camera like five or six years ago. And I just started taking pictures of nature. I slowly started taking pictures of people. And I've always worked in small business. So creating like a business for myself was like very simple. I kind of turned my hobby into a business as I slowly grew it without realizing it. Um, And I grew it into this amazing business that it is today, four years later. And I came up with my business name just kind of out of a whim. Um, It was more focused on like landscape and nature photography. And it's actually exciting that you asked Ah. me this. Um, I'm rebranding my business. So I may or may not have my business name within the next few months, which is really exciting. Oh, well, I'm glad that this is a good time to talk to you then. What did you go to school for? Um, I have my degree in marketing. Okay. So not like a crazy stretch, but it's different. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. I always said I wanted to find a way to incorporate my love for photography and marketing because I did not know what brand photography was five, six years ago when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Not an idea. I took a personal brand photo- or took a personal brand class. And it was funny because at the time, 
myself and a lot of the other students that I was with, they were like, why are we taking this class? What, what is so important about it? And now, you know, <laughs> six years later, uh, I, that's what I do. I, that's all I do. I preach, you know, having a brand, creating a personal brand for yourself. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just so funny that, that those just two intertwine. I've heard that a lot lately, how specifically the brand photography, um, how it's turned into something that only existed in the abstract before. So, yeah, absolutely. It is definitely, it's not something that you think of right away. It's something that someone has to kind of present this idea to you and be like, oh, wow, yeah, this is so beneficial. Right. Well, I worked for um, a small business owner who um, did custom home builds. I remember just being surprised at how much he invested in quality photos of everything for his business. And they looked amazing. And it was right when I was starting my business. So, you know, I had an idea of brand photography, but not the full picture. You know, that's amazing to hear as a brand photographer, because you, like you said, it's like an afterthought. You don't think about how beneficial it is when you are first starting out. But if you think about what that has done for them and how it presents their business in a much more professional light, you can see why people do that. Right. I remember, you know, I was updating his website and it was really easy to do because I had all these amazing pictures to choose from. And I just had to figure out a way to create a gallery to categorize them. Oh, I love to hear that. As a brand photographer, that makes my heart so happy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, What did you do before you started your business? I know you said you were in school or are you currently uh, working to help support yourself while you grow your business? Yeah. So I still, um, I do have another job to support myself while I'm growing my business. I started working for this company while I was in college before I even thought about having my own business. Um, I manage a multi-million dollar real estate investment portfolio. So you're a big deal. (laughs) I kind of, I do, I kind of do it all for this group of gentlemen that um, have a real estate investment portfolio. So it's kind of fun that I I do all of the business aspect for them. I help scale their business, grow their business, do all the back end of it. So that really Mm. helped with, you know, growing my own business because I did it all for them. (laughs) Right, right. That that is, uh, I am somebody who learns best by doing. So that sounds like the perfect opportunity to maybe make some bigger bets in somebody else's business and learn from them and then take them to your own business. Exactly. Yeah. I've learned so much uh, from working for that company. Like I, I knew how to create my LLC before ever starting it. I sit in on meetings with um, lawyers and finance people that I would never be able to do, you know, as a small business owner, just starting this, the person I worked for has been in business for like 20, 30 years. So I'm able to kind of, like you said, take those bigger bets in their business and watch how they do it and kind of take and learn from what they do and what we do with their company. I imagine this is not the only job you've ever had. Um, How has some of your other previous work experience prepared you for running your business? 
Yeah. So I've kind of always worked in small businesses. Uh, my mom was a small business owner. So the idea of growing my own business and being my own boss was almost normal for me as a kid versus, you know, sure. climbing the corporate ladder. That's kind of what most <laughs> people see as a kid. So that's that wasn't like in my eyesight at, at all. So um, by running this business or running my boss's business or the previous small businesses that I've worked for, it I've kind of always worked in the back end of business. So I kind of learned how to start and kind of scale a business, but in a completely different industry. Like I've, I've kind of always worked in real estate. Okay. Yeah. And real estate is a really unique beast. Um, you know, with the real estate agents, like often they work for are supported by a bigger company, but they are basically freelancers. Yeah. And it's really fun to kind of work in a different industry that's not creative based too. Like my industry is very creative. We are always thinking um, with our creative brain, but working in the under, other industry, it's more like taking the facts um, and mm-hmm. not as creative. So it kind of helps, um, keeps all my creativity ready for my photography. When we started following each other on Instagram, it looked like you did mainly portrait uh, portrait photography, but you've obviously expanded and added and are transitioning more to brand photography. Um, both of those are quite competitive markets. Can you share what led you to move to type of offering? When I started photography, I kind of did it all. Um, like you said, I was in more portrait focus. So from couples, mm-hmm. maternity to weddings, that's kind of what I started my photography journey. Um, I I sprinkled in branding here and there, but more of just taking photos for a business owner, not mm-hmm. what a brand pho- photo shoot really all entails. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I love doing it. I loved working with couples, with engagements, but I wasn't a fan of wedding days. Um, I loved <laughs> they're ju- they're just so long. If you're a photographer, you know that you are pretty much any business owner. You have like a certain niche that you you really go into. Some people are wedding photographers. That's just not what I want to do every single weekend of my summer. Mm-hmm. And I really loved working with entrepreneurs and small businesses. And I kind of discovered brand photography and really honed in on it. Like I knew I knew what it was when I was in the photography world, but more of like the headshots, taking pictures of, you know, someone sitting at a computer desk and smiling. Right. <laughs> and then once I got, you know, my marketing degree, I wanted to find a way to incorporate my love for photography and marketing. When I kind of figured out that this was what I was truly passionate about helping entrepreneurs grow their business, uh, chatting with them, that's kind of when I started niching down. And I only niched down to brand photography about six or seven months ago. It it was a long time coming. I wanted to do it for a long time, but it took me a long time to really just niche down and focus in on it. But that is what I'm doing now. One of the things I'm known most for is making wedding cakes as a wedding baker. And I love working with couples like you. Not a huge fan of wedding day shenanigans. Um, And I'm not even a photographer, so I can't imagine how exhausted you are. I'm exhausted getting ready for this day. (laughs) You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And this is somebody's day, so you don't want to make a mistake. And I remember 
there's been instances where, you know, I got stuck in traffic or it's 90 degrees. And I'm, even though my car is, you know, my AC is on blast, I'm still internally panicking about everything in the back of my vehicle because of the sun beating down. Of course, it ended up being fine because I'm just, you know, being overly anxious about it. But that anxiety is real. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's such a special day. And, you know, that once in a lifetime day, especially for a bride as being females, we just know how special those moments can be. And it is so Mm -hmm. nerve wracking being responsible for it. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. You know, I've thought about changing my trajectory, but um, still figuring that out. So well, TBD. <laughs> <laughs> TBD. Well, what I know you for is those um, amazingly flavored cakes. Like you have, what was it? Some alcohol infused cakes once upon a time. I still do that. So um, yes. So I feel like that's like the thing that most people think about me first is like as a wedding baker and then all the flavors and what my intention always has been is for that to be reversed. But of course, that's not how that ended up working out, partly because people are not looking for the flavors, they're looking for the occasion. I should have thought about that when I started my business, but you live and learn. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That is really what being an entrepreneur is. It's sometimes not always the funnest part of being an entrepreneur, but you absolutely live and learn as you grow. Right. Another reason why I really loved branding photography like you work and collaborate with other small businesses you get to like chit chat about things that you're both passionate about and you get to learn things versus you know just portraits or working with weddings it's like hi I'm just like I'm going to talk to you about your relationship and then have a good day have a good life type of thing right right yeah this is much more collaborative and working together and such a struggle with like small business owner, like you created a small business, you know, work for yourself. But at the same time, it can be so lonely. But it's so it's amazing to be able to work with other people, even if you know, you're not working together, per se. Right, right, exactly. Um, Yeah, I've done a few um, styled shoots, because you know, that's a popular way in like, especially in the wedding industry, to collaborate with other businesses, but also like, create you know create more space for everybody to have their work shine um and sometimes i like i felt like that's almost more enjoyable than any other part of it um even though it is it's stressful it is not wedding day stressful but it's stressful <laughs> oh yeah cuz i'm sure you got to make sure everything's still there cuz people are still counting on you it, it may not be the one special day but it, it's still important <laughs> Right, exactly. Um, So aside from social media and SEO, what are some ways that you have uh, grown your business organically? Networking and just speaking with other business owners or other people. um, I would say that is a main one, especially that I've focused on recently. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's, you know, the saying of you're one person away from the person that you need Um, Or like one person away from your next client. And I absolutely agree with that. Um, This year for 2023, a goal of mine 
was to start putting myself out there and networking more. So I've joined a couple networking groups. And I will say mm-hmm. that is definitely um, a huge way that I've grown my business organically within the past few months. Yeah, I that makes sense, especially when you do a lot more B2B. Um, that I feel like that's probably really important. Um, I belong to a networking group in Madison. I know they have one, another chapter in Milwaukee. And it's all for creative small business owners. And I love it. Um, But sometimes it feels like you're in an echo chamber. So I've considered looking for networking groups that are not in the creative space. So Mm. I can learn some, like learn some things that maybe I wouldn't consider before. Like, you know, more. Yeah. I I love that. I love that idea. I I would definitely be interested in doing that as well cuz now that I think about it, all of the people I'm in the Milwaukee chapter that you're speaking of of that networking group. Yeah. Um, and now that I think about it, there's lots of photographers. Yes, um, there are. <laughs> and then a couple other creative industries. But yeah, I would I agree. I would like to be able to branch out as you're not not just looking for clients and networking groups. You're looking to bounce ideas off of each other. You're looking to mm-hmm. learn from other people. It's not the point of networking, at least in my mind, is not just looking for clients. But if that ends up happening along the way, amazing. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And, you know, in full transparency, and I think I shared this with you when I invited you on to um, this podcast is one of the main reasons for me, motivations for me starting this podcast was um, <clears throat> I felt like there was a lack of opportunity to learn things from other business owners that were very different from me. And um, I strongly believe that it's really, you learn the most from people who are not like you. Absolutely. um, You know, and that's one of the reasons why the next set of questions I ask, um, they generally make people uncomfortable, but I think that they're really, really important. Um, So I do have one more question and then uh, we'll kind of switch topics. So how do you choose the things that you focus on and the goals for your business um, to make you reach that next level? That is a great question. I'm not sure if I have the greatest answer for you. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but you... I, I've i always been a dreamer. So if you ask me like what I want to do with my business or mm-hmm. any I- ideas I have, I could list 72 things that I want to do. <laughs> right. Like the brain dumps I have, like I love journaling and brain dumping. They're ridiculous. They just go off the chain. But then I have to, you know, reel myself in and really think about what can I do next to implement into my business that will move the needle now. Like I right. I could do so many things and but are they really gonna move the needle in my business to grow my business now? Like that mm-hmm. is something that I kind of take a step back and see what aligns with what I want to do. Because um, I, I've been in business long enough to realize that I need to focus on more of you know more things besides just the fun and fluffy things. You have to focus on you know mm-hmm. actually getting some numbers down, like 
Mm -hmm. focusing on what can grow your business because Mm -hmm. I could do all the fun things, but if you don't treat your business like a business, it's not going to succeed in the long run. Right, right. And it also means that if you're only focusing on the things that are fun, it makes it even more difficult when you have to make hard decisions that benefit your business. You know, this earlier this year, I implemented um, a setup and delivery fee, which, you know, it's still less than some of my competitors. And I held off for so long on doing it because my thought process was, well, you know, like that just feels like I'm nickeling, diming people and et cetera, et cetera. But when I looked at my numbers last year, I was like, oh, I really have to because I spent so much I spent so much time at the venue setting up that I'm basically doing work for free. So I have to, you know, consider that and the wear and tear on my vehicle for these deliveries. Yeah, absolutely. And if you want to be able to make an impact on people with your business in five, 10 years, you got to be able to still have a business in five, 10 years, you know? (laughs) Right, right, right. And uh, it's it's not fun, but it's a really important piece of it. Um, well, thank you so much for sharing all of that. I am glad that you were honest about like, well, maybe not the best person because I feel like a lot of times we think we need to have everything figured out when in reality, um, some of us just, we never do even if we think we do. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely not. I will be the first to admit that I do not know it all. Like, I mean, I will, I'll say that I've been in business long enough to know certain things, but at the same time, I've only been in business for a couple years. So I am, I do not know everything. If I knew everything, I would be laying on a beach with my billions of dollars. Like, right, right. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So as I said, um, I'm going to switch topics a little bit. Can you t- uh, share a story with me um, about a time you failed? Um, what did you learn from that failure and how have you ha- made it apply to this lesson to your business and your, or your life? Oh, gosh. Yeah, I fail all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so that is one of the things that I kind of struggle with as an entrepreneur is the fact that I know that failing is essential because Mm -hmm. if you're not failing, you're not growing. Yes. And the, like a big difference between being an entrepreneur versus like the corporate world is there's no handbook to tell you what you're supposed to do next. Like there are people who have done what I want to do, but it's not like I can just go to, I can't go to a manager or anything, be like, what should I do next in my business? Like, is this a good idea? Like as an entrepreneur, we don't have that. Right. So whenever I come up with ideas, I just kind of try it out and see if it works. So I've failed many times with that. Like, um, can you recall a time when I was a portrait photographer? Mm -hmm. I... I had this old pickup truck that I used for Christmas mini sessions and they were very, very successful. They always sold out. They're so cute. Thank you so much. I I did love doing those. (laughs) Um, And I 
whenever I did these, they were in November or December. So we're mm-hmm. here in we're here in Wisconsin. It is freezing during that time. And yeah. Yeah. when I taking pictures of the kiddos, the kiddos would be cranky because you know it's windy and it's cold. And you know, I can't mm-hmm. blame them. They're in you know cute little outfits. I'm bundled with jackets and I'm still cold. So I couldn't blame them. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, thought I had this wonderful idea, like I'm going to do Christmas in July. Like it's the perfect idea. Like you're not going to (laughs) freeze. It's going to be nice out. Like I got a whole setup. I did promo photos, you know, with the grass versus, you know, in winter when there's nothing there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, you know, did the whole thing, did the whole launch. I thought it was genius and I did not get a single booking. (laughs) (laughs) Not, not one, but in the end, I ended up, you know, hosting Christmas minis that year later on in November. And again, they sold out. So it was, I I did all the prep work thinking this was such a genius idea. Like I was so excited and then, you know, it completely flopped. Yeah. I think that when people, at least to me, when I think about Christmas in July, I think about it like a beach party with Santa's. (laughs) there's no there's no elegance to it it is a shit show on purpose (laughs) yes like I could exactly see it now like Santa with a Santa hat but like in swim trunks yes yeah yes exactly (laughs) so like yeah so like when I look at it now I'm like okay yeah like I could see how that idea failed but like in the moment I was like I was kind of crushed I was like I like I had this idea with Christmas minis once and they were so successful and now they, you know, mm-hmm. flopped, but I just took it and be like, well, you live and you learn, you know, move on to the next idea. Cause you know, if you kind of dwell on your failures, you're never going to be able to move forward and grow and, you know, try out the next big thing. Cause this was it's even before I had the idea of, you know, trying to launch brand photography and, you know, do that niche. And that mm-hmm. idea has clearly gone very well for me. <laughs> It has, you know, the other thing that I have, I don't know if you've experienced this, but there are things that people who are, do this similar things to what I do. Um, they have these ideas or they're very successful at them. And then when I do it, it is a failure. Like, yes. And I sit here, I'm like, is it me? (laughs) Am I the problem? Um, or is it that that's just not what people want from me? You know, like during Christmas time, people always do these, um, like dessert boxes of like different things. And I think I did it one year and it didn't go well. And I was like, I was crushed, but also annoyed because I'm sitting here. I'm like, everybody else seems to be able to do this. I don't under, why can't I? Um, and I, have just sort of come to the conclusion that uh, that's not what people think of me for. So they don't care about when I try to do that. <laughs> I do. I feel that, you know, it's another funny thing. I've, I felt that same way um, watching other people, you know, within my industry. And then I would talk to them and they would be like, oh yeah, no, this didn't go as successful as, you know, I thought it would either. And they're like, well, you just make it look different on social media. So that's another thing yeah. that, I've kind of had to come to the realization of or have that mindset of it's it's just social media. People only put their highlights out online. They're not going to most people aren't going to put their failures out online. So if something may have not worked for me, there's there's no guarantee that you know it worked for them unless I see the receipts. <laughs> right. 
very true. Um, So that's a good segue into my next question. What do you know now that you wish you had known when you started your business? It's it's funny that you say that because when I started my business, I wish that I knew that running a business was so much different than, you know, having a hobby. Like running a business is running a mm-hmm. business. Like we kind of touched on that a bit. Um, right. But when I started my business, it wasn't to start a business. It was, oh, I have I have this hobby that I'm good at it. Oh, I think I'll turn this into a business and kind of slowly morphed it into a business. Yes. Uh, if I were to start my business again, I would take it more of the mindset of this is the business I want to start. Let's start treating it like a business from like, you know, the beginning, um, at least with that mindset. Like I did like, oh, I'm going to do some really cheap stuff because, you know, it's fun. It's a hobby. And then when I started actually trying to take my business seriously and growing it, it was hard, harder to do that versus if I felt like I would have started with a business mindset, everyone would Mm -hmm. know me as, you know, a business photographer versus the friend with the camera. It's really interesting that you say that because when I started my business, um, I had this, I was, I already loved baking. So I had this thought of like, well, I will just make a little, like a little bit of money from baking, like doing the thing that I love because I really like to do this, but I don't want all the food in my house. Like that was my thought process. (laughs) Yes. And then I, like it slowly morphed into something else. And I was like, oh wait, this is, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Crap. I really wish that it was, (laughs) what the, what, what the fuck am I doing? (laughs) And so I, I'm glad that I'm not alone in that. I'm sure that I wasn't before, but I feel like so often people make it sound like, yeah, I just like had this idea and then it became this, you know, I carried it out successfully and it was great. Um, so. Yeah. So you hear of all of those entrepreneurs where you're like, oh, like I, I started this business and all of a sudden, you know, six months later I was a multimillionaire. It's like that, that's not always how it works. Like, that is how it works. Amazing. But there's always, for the majority of us entrepreneurs, like there's, there's some bumps along the way. We don't exactly know what we're doing. And then, you know, we kind of figure it out. Right. Well, and the demand for what you're selling may not be what it was when you started for a bunch of different factors. Like there's companies that were crazy successful when they started and then they didn't pivot, so they just failed. Like BlackBerry, we all know what BlackBerry is, but they don't exist anymore. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they were really innovative and great, um, but they didn't want to make a phone that was completely touchscreen. So they're not here anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know the name, but yeah, you know it. Yeah. You know, um, no, they're not known for not like iPhone, you know, growing and transitioning and pivoting throughout the years. Yeah. Um, well, and have you ever like heard the story about the iPhone, like why they created it? No, I don't believe so. Um, I'm probably gonna mess it up, but <laughs> the gist of it is that um they wanted to Apple wanted to create a phone and they tried partnering with 
all these different carriers and businesses to create a phone. And then all of them were like, nah, we don't want to do that. And so Apple was like, oh, okay, cool. We'll just take the technology we already have with that the touch and make it a phone and then make you guys bid for it. <laughs> <laughs> that is genius. No, I've never heard that story. Yeah, it's um it's wild. If you ever hear or read read the book uh Start with Why, um they do a great job of giving you some really fun tidbits about Apple um for a variety of reasons. Because it's a fascinating company. Start with why. Okay, that's definitely added to my reading list. Yeah, it's uh, for sure one of my top books that have I found to be really helpful. Um, it's meant to help you inspire the team you lead, but I don't think that it's strictly for that. Yeah, no, if it has that amazing um, story about how businesses can grow and pivot their through the industry and through the times, that sounds beneficial, even if you don't have a team. I listened to the podcast, um, How I Built This. Yes. Um, yes. Um, I absolutely love that podcast. My husband does not like Guy Raz's voice. So <laughs> he's like, he will not let me listen to it. I'm like, he's like, it's nasally. I was like, I don't care. I think Guy Raz is great. You can just, you just need to stop. <laughs> that is too funny. I, I will side with your husband. I there's been a couple audiobooks that I've listened to that I'm like, oh, I want to read this so badly. And I like audiobooks versus, you know, reading a physical book. Same. But I I can't listen to it because of their voice or <laughs> just the way they sound. Like if I can't, I'm like, nope, I cannot listen to this for eight hours. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that's only happened to me once or twice with audiobooks, but um, I don't know. It's it just makes me <laughs> laugh that like my husband's only listened to maybe like five minutes of an episode. He's like, I can't do this. Shut it off. I'm like, but but he I, his voice a doesn't bother me. But b like the content is great. He's like, I don't care. But anyway, <laughs> that is too funny. <laughs> so we're at the end. I just have a few more questions for you. What are some projects that you are working on? right now that you are excited about if you can share them yeah so i'm currently working um on a branding photo shoot for a client i've been creating the shoot plan for her so when we when i have a client they fill out a questionnaire and then we have a strategy session so we plan out their photo shoot so when they show up to the photo shoot there's like no questions no surprises so um i've been working on that plan brand shoot plan. So we're going to have a strategy session tomorrow to talk about all the fun details. Um, and I'm super excited to work with her because she wants images to um, not only position herself as an expert in her field, but she also wants to incorporate more of her personality into her business. And she isn't exactly sure how to do that. So that is very fun for me, um, coming up with you know ideas on how we incorporate those little parts of her personality into her business and make her, you know, position herself as an authority with these images. I'm excited to see them. I'm sure that they'll be all over your, your Instagram feed soon. <laughs> 
Oh yes, absolutely. I, I post all about my sessions on social media, um, like behind the scenes and then the photos. And, um, I'm also really working on just growing and scaling my business. So this may be my fourth year as a photographer, but it's only been about like six or seven months since I've really niched down to brand photography. So this is like kind of a new venture for me. So I'm really excited to see what the summer has. And I've been just really planning out what's going to be happening with the next couple months. Do you think you'll ever go full time in your business? That is the plan. Yes. I I will always probably work for the company that I do now just because I I know everything about that company. Um, <laughs> so keeping that as just, you know, a side business. Um, but yeah, the, the goal is to do um, brand photography full time someday. I want to um, have my photography side. And then I also want to incorporate more of like my marketing side into a new like business venture or incorporating that in the brand photography side. So I do want to be 100% my own boss soon. That'd be amazing. And I'm, I'm really interested to see how you, um, marry those two things or, you know, what spinoff you have for your business with that. Yes, so excited to be sharing. We're getting all of the the final pieces together. So I should be able to start sharing all of that on socials within the next few few weeks, few months here. What are some of the things that I didn't ask you about that you think I should have? Or what would you like to share that we didn't already talk about? Um, so I thought I would just give a couple, you know, business tips or brand tricks to your audience since I'm assuming oh, yeah. most of your audience is small business owners and entrepreneurs. Yep. That is, that's, that's my hope. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, one of the things that I love to help my clients with outside of the photos itself is feeling confident on camera and incorporating their personality more into their brand photos. Mm. So I thought I'd help share some of the tips for that. Um, so feeling confident on camera, I would suggest if you are planning photos out or even like Instagram stories or reels, just, you know, getting in front of any sort of camera to prepare and plan. So whenever I get in front of my camera or my cell phone camera, I always want to think about what I want to do and kind of have a plan before I get there. So kind of take all of that. You use their energy about, you know, thinking about what you're going to do, stressing about, you know, how am I going to stand all those things before you ever step front in the camera. And then another... Another one would be use props. So if you're taking photos of yourself, um, do yourself a favor and grab some props so you don't have to worry about what the heck to do with your hands. <laughs> and then, um, like I said, I was helping my client incorporate more of her personality into her branding photos. And so here are some tips that you can incorporate. Like even if you're doing this DIY for your business, you do not need a pro brand photographer to implement these tips. Uh, okay. Determine your personality traits for your brand and vibe. So like come up with like, are you adventurous, professional, entertaining, knowledgeable, goofy? Like who are you? What is your brand vibe? Like come up with a couple words to describe yourself. So like mine, mine are like quirky, knowledgeable, and fun. 
So one of the brand photos that I took of myself had like a pink blazer in it. So I like to say like I'm really quirky. So I was like, oh, that sounds like a fun way to incorporate some of my personality. Yeah. Which, um, which we, the next one is to incorporate um, your hobbies. So I love just like bold colors and bold things. So like my photography style is very like bright and bold. So that's why I mm-hmm. wore that wore that pink blazer. Like you would never see me just wearing that normally. But I was like, oh, that sounds like a fun way to help incorporate like my bold personality. Yeah. And, and then I, I always work with my dog by my side. Like she is literally right next to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> So I included my dog into my branding photos and then creating a vision board. So Pinterest is my favorite resource for this. So finding photos that you love and you'd be able to incorporate into your business. So I use those for inspiration. So if like you're DIYing your brand photos or photos for yourself because you want to um, incorporate more of your personality and show yourself on social I would suggest, you know, coming up with some ideas and vision board from Pinterest. And then showing behind the scenes of you working. So this will really help give your clients a look at what your day-to-day kind of looks like. And also give them some insight on um, how you run your business. And then choosing a location that like represents you. So thinking about what you want your images to convey. So if you're you're very like bright, um, you want bright and clean, I would pick more of like a brighter, whiter room versus if you want to, um, if you're very like an outdoorsy type person, I would suggest probably going outside and taking some photos outside. That's awesome. I really love those tips. Um, I just had to chuckle when you're like, yes, grab some props. You don't have to figure out what to do with your hands because that is always the thing that I struggle with whenever there's a camera in front of me is what do I do with my hands? And I talk (laughs) with my hands a lot. So um, I do have to tell you this because I, I thought it was very funny at the time. And in hindsight, it probably only was funny to me. (laughs) (laughs) Is one of the um, titles that I had for this podcast was forever talking with my hands because (laughs) it is but I was like that is not descriptive of anything that has to do with this podcast whether it's funny or not so that um, is that is too funny I I would (laughs) have loved it It, yeah I would agree but your uh title that you have now is perfect but that that's hilarious I love that (laughs) yeah I can't take any credit for the name of the podcast now um my best friend came out with it I was, you know, telling her and another friend, I was like, this is my idea. I don't know. I don't know what to call this. And uh, she listed off a couple. And that was when I was like, that's amazing. I love that so much because to me, this podcast is people still being in the trenches of trying to build their business. They're not quite at that point of where they feel like they've quote, quote, reached success which whatever that means. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That means something different to absolutely everyone. Right. Um, Well, thank you so much, Mariah. Uh, So let us know where we, people can find you and if there's any resources um, that you would like to share and I can, you can plug them here and I'll add them to the show notes. Yes. So you can find me on social media. I am lost art photography. 
on Instagram, it is lostart underscore photography. My website is lostartphoto.com. And um, if you keep an eye out on my social or my website, there is going to be a whole freebie and PDF guide on tips on how to feel more confident on camera for your next brand photo shoot. I'm so excited to see that. And I hope that people take advantage of that um, since we know that brand photography is really important, um, but maybe not everybody has the budget for it. So yes, absolutely. And getting yourself in front of your camera and putting your face on social, it is not going away. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately for, you know, most people, most business owners aren't a fan of that, but yeah, unfortunately it's not going away. So that's why I'm here to help or to give you tips and tricks so you can DIY it yourself. Well, thank you so much for everything you shared. And um, I'm so excited for everybody to listen to this because you are brilliant and you had so much to share. And um, I'm sure that anybody who listens to this will get as much value of it as I did. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. I had such an amazing time chatting with you. Well, I'm sure that I will talk to you more now since uh, we have talked in real life. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Love the power of social media actually connecting people. Thanks for hanging out. As you could have guessed, I'm not a fan of having my picture taken, especially solo. It feels awkward and self-indulgent. After chatting with Mariah, though, I've realized that working with the right person makes all the difference. And if you're not in a place in your business to be able to work with an expert, There's always ways to get great photos where you look comfortable, professional, and most importantly, like yourself. So maybe you'll see my face more on the podcast Instagram page. What did you find valuable this episode? Let us know in the comments or send an email to professionalpreheat at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Instagram at professionalpreheat. See you guys next time.